are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? Happy second week of September, I think? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just kind of confuse... Uh, like I've said it many, many times in the show, I, I just have a hard time like processing how fast time just goes by. And the fact that we're already um, during the second week of September is just mind blowing. And, uh, you know, the fact that schools are starting back up again and kids are going back to school, that by itself is just Woo, like I can't believe it. But, um, you know, I actually do want to use this opportunity to say actually give a big big welcome to all uh, new uh, university students actually in particular because we do come to you from Guelph Ontario and uh, we are indeed a very very well-known university town and uh, I know this year is going to be a little bit different with regard to how courses are delivered and how people um, actually live on residence and um, uh, travel to campus. I know it's a little bit difficult. And I have to say, it is uh, it is pretty um, hard for us uh, radio people not being able to actually go to our like uh, radio station. Honestly, I've missed CFRU Studios so much. Um, but everybody's just working so hard to get things back on track and uh, I feel like we shouldn't really complain but um, I do have to like actually make the point that I when, when I am reminiscing about uh, all the previous years that I've um, spent as a university student and just compare all those years to this current year Things are definitely uh, different, uh, but we just have to learn to adapt to all these changes and to, like I always say, we have to make the best out of everything that we have uh, like in front of us. So this is definitely no different. And uh, let's just try that. So yeah, if you are a university student, I feel you. Uh, <laughs> chances are you're most likely taking 99% of your classes online. But uh, we're here for each other, and uh, if you ever need help, there's so many resources out there to, to help you with courses and uh, mental health and er honestly, anything that you need. So yeah, man, I uh, absolutely love this community, especially the university community, and um Actually, school hasn't started yet. We have, we still have like one more day to go, but uh, I'm so, so excited. And uh, hopefully with that, we'll actually see uh, the start of some of the university like sports initiatives that we had prior to the pandemic. Uh, and by that, I mean, uh, in particular, I know that we, we had a lot of combat sports clubs here on campus at the Guelph campus and I am not exactly sure if they're going to be resuming their work um, this upcoming semester but I really do hope so and uh, honestly I like to use this platform to say whoever's listening to this right now and they're somewhat involved with those um, 
martial arts clubs please do reach out to me i will do anything in my power to get those clubs uh, up and running again and uh with each other's help we can definitely definitely make this happen so yeah man that's definitely something that i want to put out there in case and, and needed to be heard by certain people uh but uh other than that you guys um like i said i i hope everybody's been having a phenomenal day and a fantastic week so far uh lots happening like always in the world of combat sports um like i said i love this upcoming month because we are going to be blessed with so many different fight cards every single weekend specifically uh brought to us by the ufc and uh, as much as i hate to say it we have yet to see other non should i say actually i feel like this is the best way to put it other non-ufc mma organizations organizations like bellator organizations like one championship we have yet to see those organizations announce a um legitimate schedule for their live upcoming fights we have yet to see that we have heard about some potential matchups that are uh potentially happening in the near future but no official dates have been announced for those um, uh, uh, live streaming fights. So, yeah, I'm a little bit bummed still. But uh, like always, I'll definitely let you guys know if I do receive any updates uh, in that regard. But um, do not let that uh, bring despair to you at all. Because uh, like I said, at least we see some people and some matchmaker excuse me matchmakers um, trying their best to put up fights against some um, talented people so that not only are we as the fans entertained by the fights and get our fair fair share of the deal but also uh, we have fighters talented fighters showcase their skill and talent of course as well as getting paid so uh, it's a win-win for, for all parties, I think, in this case. And uh, I really do cross my fingers that uh, other organizations follow suit. And um, I just just give it a try, honestly, because I, I feel like the more, you, um, the more you not do it, the harder it gets for you to do it. And this is definitely no exception because uh, it's definitely been more than six months since um, uh, the pandemic I guess like officially um, started in North America and I know it's been really really hard for everybody but uh, all it takes is for the responsible people uh, for um, those promoters to actually take that first step take that initiative and to just have that first event see how it goes and just go from there just take it from there so that is my suggestion i hope people actually listen uh because like i said it's gonna be a win-win for everybody not only are you as a business gonna make money from all the pay-per-views and um uh, the virtual ticket sales but also the fans are gonna love it so please do listen to this if you are um somehow involved with those organizations okay you guys but uh okay i feel like i haven't even reviewed everything that i have uh, coming up for today's episode so today um it's gonna be a little bit different should i say because we are still going to be talking about headlines and uh just uh break down the ufc fight nights specifically the main event that is coming up for this upcoming saturday but also something that i have lined up for today's episode is us talking about um young talent coming from 
some of the non-stream organizations um, that we have all over the world. And specifically, I do want to talk about some that are actually here in our backyard in Canada and in, in, in southern Ontario. And uh, you, you'll figure out what, I'm, what I mean by that in a couple of minutes. But um, I think it's definitely important for, for us, you know, that we're definitely not, uh, I wouldn't claim that we're mainstream people here because uh, everything we do, we do it for the people, we do it for our local community. And most specifically, I think um, it is definitely um, our duty to um, just raise awareness of how successful a person coming from a small town can be uh, on a global scale so if that was a little bit vague i do apologize but uh, I'm, I'm gonna get into what i mean by all that in a few seconds so that's the big like uh i don't know what to call it but like the big uh, theme of the show today so we're gonna be talking about that and uh for today's fight breakdown we're going to be breaking down uh, th this um, awesome bout that i'm so so excited about the fight between Michelle Watterson and Angela Hill, which is going to be actually a straw weight, a women's straw weight bout. And uh, like before, like all other UFC fight nights, this fight night as well is happening in Las Vegas at the UFC Apex Center. So uh, like I said, that that's going to be the main fight that we're going to be talking about today. Although there are so many other awesome fights on this main card Another fight that I can definitely point to is a, another awesome um, bout between two of my all-time um, uh, fighters in the flyweight division, uh, in the women's flyweight division. We have Roxanne Modafferi fighting off against Andrea Lee as well. And uh, the, let me just put it straight. These women are absolute badasses. And if you do not catch up with their bouts on Saturday night, you're missing out big time. And specifically for this uh, main event between Michelle Watterson and Angela Hill, I think it has very, very big implications because both ladies have been um, talking about their most recent fights They've been on a rise and they have multiple win streaks. And so whoever wins this bout between the two of them is potentially going to be next in line for the strawweight championship belt. Okay, so it is going to be an interesting fight and um, a very important fight indeed. So we're going to be talking about that today. That's the main fight that we're going to break down today. And with that, let's get started. Finally, okay. So uh, before I get started with that, um, uh, the, the big thing, like the, the small town um, talents uh, just uh, coming to a rise and uh, becoming well-known worldwide, before I talk about that whole um, segment, I'm going to give you guys a brief um, news headline, something that actually caught my attention. And uh, you probably have heard about this uh, as of the past few days. Uh, so Nick Diaz is actually going to be coming back to the MMA scene uh, in the year of 2021. And I'm sure if you are a hardcore MMA fan, uh, Nick Diaz is, no, is someone that you definitely know, someone that you probably just worship because Nick Diaz, he's honestly a veteran of the sport and uh, 
people usually know him and his brother, Nate Diaz. So the Diaz brothers in the UFC. They're just so well known, in case you don't know them. They're so well known for their um, bluntness and honesty and the fact that they're so relaxed about what's about to come. And uh, they're really good fighters, but there's just some sort of a... Um, uh, calm, calmness and collectiveness that makes them so special. Like you, they could be getting damaged in a fight to the most horrible extent, but uh, they don't. They don't really care. They're still cussing at their opponent, even prior to the fights. They're the type of people who would just talk all the trash in the world to their opponent, not really care about anything else, and uh, just <laughs> promote their n- agenda that way. So when we talk about the Diaz brothers, that's the first thing that comes to mind, you know, and uh, it doesn't really matter like how many fights, like what their actual professional record is. I feel like if you are a fan of the Diaz brothers, you don't really care about that. Of course, when they do fight, you always want to cash up with their fights and see how they actually pull it off. But I feel like it's mostly a combination of their fighting skills, uh, which is, uh, like I said, is so um, uh, is so not prone to exhaustion, if that is a phrase that we can actually use in this case. So it's that and also them being so creative inside the octagon, as well as their personality literally outside the octagon when they are being interviewed by the press or they're uh, just (laughs) talking behind their opponent's backs prior to the fight. So that's what what makes the Diaz brothers so, so special. And the thing with Nick Diaz was that uh, he was laid off by the UFC and specifically the United States Anti-Doping Agency or or USADA because of his... uh, uh, like substance use outside the octagon and uh well it, it is no surprise to anybody if you do know nick diaz it is no surprise to you that he is um a cannabis user and um it is uh, the substance is actually banned by usada and when they did test him uh for everything that could potentially be found like all the performance enhancing substances and other like illicit substances in his bloodstream well he did test positive for that and uh, you saw to just said hey man i think it's time for you to step down and uh, you know unless you you have your your whole system is cleaned out you're not really allowed to fight so that's what happened with nick diaz and uh, like i said his personality is the type of um he he's just such a special person he doesn't really care if he's told that he'll just do what he thinks is right and uh so he just kept doing (laughs) what he was doing before and so for the longest time he didn't really he wasn't really allowed to fight in the ufc anymore and it's been so long since then i believe the last fight that nick diaz had was sometime in 2013 or yeah, it's been so, so long and it's been out of the octagon for so long. But now he's saying that he actually wants to make a comeback. And uh, because of his uh, just laid backness and uh, uniqueness in, in, in his style of fighting, even though he wasn't clear to fight in the UFC, we would have so many different fighters taken from legends, 
to uh, people who were who were so new to the UFC, people just calling out Nick Diaz. And it's so interesting that he finally has announced that um, he is indeed coming back to the scene, to the MMA scene. And that's definitely caught a lot of people by surprise and has actually um, made them more motivated to get back in the MMA scene themselves, okay? Like, it feels like people have been waiting on this opportunity, something big to happen so that they themselves can actually make that, like, make some sort of a uh, mutual um, fame for both themselves and Nick Diaz. And some of those some of those people include people like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who uh, we absolutely love here on the show. Um, and you're probably confused as to why I'm like being so shady about him. But uh, if you do go back a few episodes, uh, you probably do remember us talking about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and um, him having a seminar in Guelph and completely dishing our podcast, which is why we're so salty about him. But, you know, I feel like we're over him now. And uh, yeah, like I, I honestly just try my best to keep my most objective view of him uh, as a fighter and not really think about the past but uh it is what it is so like i was saying getting back to the whole nick diaz and stephen wonderboy thompson thing wonderboy thompson he has actually called out nick diaz saying that he would so love to fight nick diaz in his first combat fight because because of the fact that Nick Diaz is so creative and unorthodox, excuse me, when he fights. And he's saying that he fights so tirelessly and uh, he tends to, like his style of fighting, Nick Diaz's style of fighting, is um, in a way that he would just keep up the volume of punches that he's throwing in order to completely exhaust his opponent. And what Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is saying is that uh, he can actually overcome that. He can actually circumvent that through his um, uh, also creative karate kicks. So that's okay. First of all, I have so many issues with <laughs> what he just said. Because if you are calling out a person like that and you actually want to sell this fight, you want to actually make it interesting for the fans and you actually want some possibility for yourself to uh, to win this fight you don't straight up come out and say what your strategy is against your potential future opponent that's not what you do my man and uh i, I <laughs> okay maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit too biased here again i'll again i'm so sorry it's just something about uh what what steven wonderboy thompson mentioned it just doesn't make sense. And I feel like as a professional fighter, you should never really do that, especially because everybody knows that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's karate style is his his number one forte. And um, like, OK, although people can predict that from some of his past fights, like you can obviously see that for yourself. Like there's an obvious pattern to his style of fighting. I feel like he still should not have come out and said how like what his plan actually is against Nick Diaz. That's that's not what you do, my man. But uh, regardless, even if it does happen, I'd be interested to see how the fight actually goes down. Especially because, um, okay, now let's uh, praise Wonderboy Thompson a little bit because Wonderboy Thompson is uh, one of the nicest people in the in the whole roster right now. 
he he doesn't really call out like trash talk his opponents he really just focuses on the fight and uh i guess to many people he's he's like the poster boy of the ufc and nick diaz on the other hand like i told you guys uh he's the exact opposite he is the type of guy who would not rest until he <laughs> uses all uh, all of his trash talking comebacks against a person so that's all he does <laughs> so in that regard i would say it's gonna be a pretty interesting like entertaining fight prior to the fight but with with regard to what Stephen Wonderboy Thompson claimed as to the fact that he can potentially beat Nick Diaz in this fight through the methodology that is suggested, we'll we'll have to see about that, you know, um, because Stephen Wonderboy Thompson too, he's been um, out of the fighting scene for for a while now as well, and uh, he's received. Uh, 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 just uh, s- some horrible shots in some of his past fights, which led to a defeat on his behalf. And um, so, yeah, his his record has been a little bit iffy, I should say. But uh, regardless of that, I, I still, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing this fight between Nick Diaz and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Like I said, my only issue was with him, like just straight up being so confident that it was going to beat up Nick Diaz like that. And him actually sp- explicitly stating it. No, that's not what you do. That's, sh- I mean, that wouldn't be the smartest thing to do. Okay. Um, but yeah, also Dana White, the president of the UFC, has commented on this whole um, um, headline and he's saying that I don't have any expectations whatsoever. Which I thought was interesting because, like I said, because of all the reasons that I just mentioned, you'd think that Nick Diaz would bring so much revenue to the company because of how popular he is amongst the fans. But apparently, Dana White is, isn't even concerned about that. And um, he's trying to focus on the, the young talent that he's trying to uh, uh, invite to the company right now, which is fair. I mean, yeah, Nick Diaz, he hasn't fought in so long. Um, he was great when he was at this prime um, many years ago, but maybe he just doesn't really see him get to the top anymore, um, even with this potential comeback. So, yeah, that's what's been mostly up uh, <laughs> with regards to headlines uh, in the world of MMA. But uh, if if anything is announced with regard to a potential date, uh, for for the potential fight between these two guys, between Wonderboy Thompson and Nick Diaz, I'll definitely let everybody know here on the show. Okay, so now, okay, I can't believe how much I actually talked about that. But now, getting into that small town success story thing that I could have told you guys about in the beginning of the show. So I actually came across the news news headlines for this um, just today. So I was already familiar with uh, some of the names that I, I previously recognized from the the list of fighters who were fighting at Dana White Tuesday uh, Dana White Contender Series on Tuesday nights. One of them was um, Cheyenne Buys, who if you are uh, uh, if you are into the local fighting scene here in Southern Ontario, you might recognize her name. Because she actually fought for BTC championships in Burlington, Ontario. And I do believe that she was even the champion there um, uh, for a while. 
And what happened, uh, I, I actually was reading her interview with um, another um, sports outlet. And she was talking about how even though she, well, she's not from Canada, but she she was um, fighting in Ontario, in, in Burlington, Ontario, for a while. And she was saying how she would message Dana White, the president of the UFC, over and over and over, just asking him for recognition and just asking him if she if he would be willing to give her one opportunity to 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 come to the ufc and prove herself to him and to the whole fighting world and uh she she was talking it was so interesting she was talking about how dana white wouldn't actually reply back to back to her but um, one day she just decided to write, um, I know, like I, like, I just need one answer from you. I just need you to write back to me just one time so that I know that I can potentially have this opportunity. And it was at that point, I think after two or more years that she kept messaging Dana White on social media that he finally replied back. And we actually saw Cheyenne Bies, uh compete at the Contender Series, and she was a winner, and she now fights. She actually was awarded a contract with the UFC, which is awesome news. So there's your first uh, part of the small town success story, and the other one um, is uh, another person, another fighter, again, fighting out of uh, Burlington, Ontario, uh, Kyle Nelson, who used to fight for BTC championships as well in Burlington, Ontario. And after many, many trials, too, he was awarded a UFC contract. And he is actually fighting this upcoming weekend on, on Saturday for this UFC fight night um, at the Apex Center. So another success story from uh our own backyard i know uh i'm not actually sure where you guys are listening to this from uh but if you are from the guelph and nearby regions or just southern ontario i i hope this is something and you are a um aspiring athlete okay i i hope this is something that is indeed going to motivate you because it, it is pretty important sometimes we just lose hope in ourselves because of the fact that oh i can never really be successful because i after all who am i i i come from a small town and nobody's gonna pay attention to me my efforts aren't gonna be recognized ever that's what you would think to yourself but i just wanted to tell you this you know we see success stories from people like cheyenne buys people like kyle nelson and Look at them. Look at where they were and look at where they are now. What that tells you is that doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter if you come from a small town in North America, in Ontario or wherever else in the world. All that matters is that you have to believe in your abilities. You have to 100% believe in your talent and you have to keep putting in work. Look at Cheyenne Buys. If it weren't because of her just pushing Dana away, just asking him so many times to, to give her one opportunity, she wouldn't be here right now. If it weren't because of Kyle Nelson's hard work and persistent um, uh, just dedication to, to the sport, he would not be here right now. So just I really want you guys to, to consider these examples and think back to yourself. I, I Because I, I'm sure every single one of you has the 
essence has the X factor inside of you that is going to make you successful and, and that is going to take you to the top. But all it takes is for you to have that belief in yourself and to take that initiative to uh, put yourself out there so that you will be recognized, um, uh, you know, just step by step, little by little, so that you you are hopefully um, like your efforts are actually acknowledged at a global level. So that's your um, motivation, <laughs> motivational quote, uh, like <laughs> lesson of the day. I don't even know what to put, put it as, but uh, I hope that was inspiring to some extent. Definitely let us know what you think on social media at TKO Podcast on Instagram. Uh, so I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys already know, go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also download previous episodes from Spotify and iTunes. And until next time, I wish you all a fantastic day. It's your girl, Jonah, right here. And peace out. Peace out.